And welcome to Los Bichos Podcast. My name is Johnny. And I'm Eddie. And we are back here with our fifth episode, I believe. Yes, we made it past a month, Johnny. Oh my god, yeah, a month. (laughs) We did take a break one week, but I think, yeah, yeah. it's it's a month. Yeah, our fans were distressed during that week, and they sent us so many tweets and uh, messages asking where we were at. That's a lie. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all need to tweet us. Or... Or DM us. Yeah, DM us. Send us some dick pictures. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> <What the? laughs> yes, I didn't even think of that as a possibility. Yeah. What, are you, what are you guys doing? Not sending us dick pics. <laughs> We're horny. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah. Right. And send us messages. We would love to have feedback. I've gotten some feedback, but it's like personal feedback to me, I guess. What what they say? Uh, they said that we sounded good. Uh, I know <laughs> one guy said that. Uh... No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I have not received any personal uh, critiques, but I am very open to them. Yeah, me so too. Please, I'm open. Uh, Legs, open heart, open ears. <laughs> I did get a lot of uh, people laughing at uh, the fact that I, I pee in the stall because of my joggers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could, like, make a hole yourself. That's right. I mean, I, I did today, so. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Did you? Yeah, you ripped your pants today. I ripped my pants today. Yeah, I was helping my... Because my air conditioning unit has been broken for, like, two months now. So uh, they finally repaired it. Because I had to take it into the shop. And um, they fixed it. And then the guy needed help coming up the stairs. And I helped him out because I'm a good Samaritan. And then I uh, ripped my pants. Because so, <laughs> it, it got caught on the edge of the air conditioning unit. Isn't that a SpongeBob song? I ripped my pants. Or am I thinking of? Uh, I'm never mind. I think I, I don't know what I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh, That's, that uh-huh. no! Did, our speaking of our uh, our topic of last week, fashion. Did you see the the fat the 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 Team USA uh, sports uh, uniforms for the Olympics? The like opening ceremony. Outfits? Yeah, they're so ugly, but. They're... So ugly. But I feel like they always are. I feel like um, the brand of USA is like this preppy, like, polo-type outfit. And I think they're always by, like, Ralph Lauren. They I think. are, yes. It's it's so... I And I hate, like, that type of clothing. So I'm never a fan. Um, I wonder... Uh, do you think we could pull off that look, though? The, the, the preppy the, look? The like, um, the 2021 like Olympic opening ceremony with the like, um, white pants, the turtleneck looking motherfucker thing. Yeah, what yeah. is it? What is it called? <laughs> an the ascot, thing around the- an ascot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we can pull it off. 
We need to like Photoshop our faces onto some bodies to see. That would be, <laughs> that would be hilarious. So Johnny, did you see um, El Salvador's uniform at all? Wait, no. Oh, it was very cute. Wait, I first think... of all, first of all, I have, I have to say I'm surprised El Salvador has made the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> there was like two of them. <laughs> Tell me more about this outfit. So I feel like you would really love their outfit because uh-huh. it they look like they're going to Elite, the school. They uh-huh. look like school uniforms. I mean, they all look like school uniforms, but theirs specifically, they look like they're going to boarding school. <clears throat> like straight up. I really need to see these. Because uh, I also, <laughs> is it blue? It's blue, yeah. See, I lo- I am a, blue is my favorite color and it's also like my favorite color to wear. I, yeah, I would love to rock that outfit. I'm sure. <laughs> so anytime I'm I I think or I look at anything El Salvador, like my mind automatically goes to pupusas. Mm. So speaking of pupusas, that's gonna be our topic of the day. <laughs> not <laughs> not bad. You like, you like that stretch right there. <laughs> Uh, make sure uh, you stretch before before <laughs> reaching like that. <laughs> yeah. But food, food is going to be our topic today. Yeah, yeah food is our topic. Um, as a uh, food fan myself, um, I think there's a lot to like dig into, pun intended. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, being big guys ourselves, you know, we have a unique relationship with food. I guess, right? You, unique. <laughs> Not, I feel like it's pretty common. We live in America. That's very true. <laughs> this is gonna be uh this is gonna be a podcast on obesity and uh ah! <laughs> <laughs> So like let's I mean what's your favorite food, Johnny? Like what do you absolutely love? That's such a hard question. Can we narrow this down somehow? Like, okay. Like uh like you I don't, don't know, like we were like... talking about pupusas, and like pupusas is uh, like my favorite, maybe like comfort food. If I'm if I'm thinking like I- I'm always in the mood for pupusas, I, it's like my favorite food. But it's it's in like New York, it's not accessible. Like there's no pupuserias in Manhattan, which I always find fascinating. That like the largest city in the United States doesn't have like access to pupusas, but like yes, that is like my favorite comfort food. I would say. Do you have like a um, what is your pupusa order? Oh, it's pupusas revueltas, baby. That's Revuelta's? all I've ever. Yeah, that's all I've ever gotten. I. Oh, uh huh. No, no, no. Go ahead. Sorry. My favorite pupusas are um. What am I? Uh, pork. What is the uh, chicharron? Yeah. Um. So pupusas de chicharron, and then. As I've gotten older, I've really, really enjoyed Loroco, which is, oh. I know, I know, I feel like, I feel like a, it's God. the more divisive pupusa in the, <laughs> in the repertoire of pupusas. <laughs> it is the worst type of pupusa there is. I fully disagree. I, oh my God. I'm like starving now thinking of, I really want a chicharron and a, one Loroco pupusa. That's all I when, want. Whenever, like, because my mom... Because pupusas for me are my favorite food. Like, it's not even, like, which is my com- favorite comfort food, which is, like, no. Pupusas are my bottom bitch, Ugh. and I, I love them more than anything in the world. 
But whenever my mom buys pupusas for us, she like, she'll like, cause she loves Loro- pupusas de Loroco. So for you guys that don't, Loroco is like a, it's a, it's a plant, right? Yeah. So yeah, some type of vegetable. It's like a vegetable and it makes pupusas taste like shit. So. I... <laughs> <laughs> so apparently it's a, it's a vine with edible flowers. Um. I I really like it. I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm really into it. But yes, like most people are very like eh about it. Yeah. Did you Oh, so do you, you said your mom buys? Does oh, she yeah. know how to make? No. So she cannot cook for shit. So she always buys pupusas for us. But um Does your dad know how to make pupusas? He does not. So my dad is actually a chef. Um and he specializes in Italian uh, cuisine, I guess. Yeah. So he does not know how to make uh, pupusas either. For those of you who don't know, though, pupusas are like basically stuffed tortillas too. So yeah, they're super so they're famous. Stuffed with cheese traditionally, and then like anything additional is like the variations of pupusas. So like revuelta is cheese and beans, I believe, and then. Um, yeah, so my favorite is chicharron, which is pork, like cheese and pork, or yeah. just some, sometimes just pork. Um, what else there's is actually, there? So there's actually a restaurant uh, by my house that makes uh, uh, pupusas uh, de pollo con jalapeño. Mm. Yo, those shits are banging. I love spicy food more than anything in the world. Like, I like it so spicy. Like, I like, I like to feel like. Do you know this sound like, like you're sucking in like saliva because you're drooling kind of? That's sure. spice. <laughs> like that's how spicy I love my food. Like my family has like a spice problem. Like my uncle, he has like kidney stones, and the doctor recommended that he should not eat spicy food because it'll wreck his kidneys. That's how much we love spicy food in my family. I feel like an outlier when it comes to spicy food because i don't like spicy food like at all and yeah. um my family is does they like spice specifically my dad like is similar to what you're saying like everything needs to be spicy but um i don't know i literally hate and 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 i feel like latinos in general love uh like spicy and yeah i, I i'm i'm i always feel like that's not for me. <laughs> so my so parents... let me ask. Let me ask you a question then. Um, like family, I, I like for Hispanic people, family gatherings are like huge, right? And food especially plays a huge part in it. So, like, if your family likes a lot of spicy food, are you eating the food that they're that they provide or or that's brought to the potluck or whatever? I think generally the food we're making is not spicy they just add like hot sauce after uh, i gotcha um i can't think of like looking back on family gatherings i can't think of anything that uh was like included like jalapenos or anything yeah um did you did you did you guys like everything you had was spicy by na- like not uh initially no but like my my family used to gather a, a lot more than they do now but like we would have like uh, my grandma. She would make uh, sopa de sopa de uh, pescado, oh. or she would make sopa de res. And like whenever she would make that big ass uh, like bucket of 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 uh, sopa or soup, uh, 
like we would all get together and, and eat it. So like I actually I was gonna ask you, like, are there any specific foods that you like absolutely cannot have, you cannot stand, or are just a no no for you? Um uh, I okay, so it's funny that you mentioned soup because I feel like and I I think this is I know my mom does this and I think this is like something a lot of like Latina moms do for some yeah. reason. But when mothers decide to make soup in the summer, oh it drives me nuts. <laughs> I don't know what it is in this mother handbook that is like you have to make soup in the burning hot yes. summer. Because I and it's like traumatizing because like we have to eat the food that my mom makes obviously and i and i and and soups in general and uh, like warm liquids across the board i am not a fan of like i don't drink hot coffee like i i'm a iced coffee person like like my heart like it i i need everything to be cold you are blowing my mind right now (laughs) but like soup particularly like reflecting back yeah like have force being forced to like eat like a Sopa de res or, or um, sopa de pescado in the summer. I yeah. feel like was so common in my childhood. Yeah. And I don't know why. I, it like makes, I don't, I can't explain it. Well, that's because Hispanic families love, love, love sopa. Because my mom, like our family goes nuts for sopa too. Like uh, even my sister, when she makes like sopa de res, like her family is like, oh yeah, sopa de res. And I'm like, this shit is gross. Get it away from me. <laughs> like, I'm the same way as you. I'm not a big fan of soup. Uh, in fact, soup was the reason why I hate. I'm not. I don't hate seafood, but I dislike seafood a lot because my grandma would make fish head soup all the fucking time, and I just remember a big ass plate of soup being put in front of me with like a fish just looking at me, like, <laughs> like don't eat me. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Um, wait, do you care about the fish's feelings? Are you, uh, are you trying to be a, <laughs> a vegetarian? A vegetarian? No. Is that something that's ever, like, crossed your mind? Being a vegetarian? Yeah, or, like, vegan. Um, vegetarianism has crossed my mind, but I love meat way too much for me to give it up. But definitely, I can't even say that, like, I entertained it enough. Like, I think I did, like, one day of doing all like vegetarian option foods and i was starving by the end of the like at the end of the night, I, was, I was like what can i eat how about you i um i would love to be vegetarian or vegan but not real um mostly for like environmental reasons and ethical reasons i do like value um like reducing my carbon footprint um yeah. i think would be really cool um, just to like do everything in my power to like in- ensure a sustainable lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just uh, like I do meat is easy and it's accessible and like it's easy to work with and and what I'm used to. So it is like if I were to commit to that and I haven't yet. Yeah, I do see myself like possibly trying um, in the future. Yeah, I w- I would love to, but. I'm also a very lazy person, and uh, I am very, um, I eat what's convenient, which yeah. is probably why I'm fat. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I want to. I have one more comment about the soup. Okay, go for um, it. Yeah. I, yeah. So I generally don't like warm liquids, like just period, because of those traumatizing summers. But I so much so that like I only recently had ramen, which I know I I know ramen is uh like Japanese ramen. Yeah. Uh. Not like the cup of noodles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, no, like. Go to a restaurant and order ramen,、um, which I guess technically I don't know. People say it's a broth、um, with like stuff, but I I just consider it soup. Well,、um, but I love I do I really love ramen. Oh、um, yeah, ramen is delicious. I think for me, it was just like the summertime part of it because、yeah. like, now I do like it's it is comforting,、um, and, and I'm growing to like love like like. Soup-like things more,、yeah. but it's definitely like something I'm growing into, and not something that I um uh, like. I, I as a child, I didn't. I was not a fan. Have you ever had pho? No, for the same reason. Oh man, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta we gotta take you out to get some pho then. Yeah, but I love ramen. Like,、uh, there's a place by my house that like makes some mushroom ramen.、Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's so good. I go there for lunch a lot. Are there a lot of、um, restaurant options or, or food options near your work? Oh yeah,、uh, there's a lot of restaurants, but they're a lot. It's the same. So we have a there's like a Japanese、uh, ramen restaurant. We have a Thai place, and then we have a shit ton of Latino places. So like,、Ooh. at work, I am like constantly eating pupusas. <laughs> When I tell you, like, wait, <laughs> I'm so jealous. Yeah. I- I don't remember the last time I had a pupusa, and it makes me very sad. So, just so you, like I, I was like destined to be a fat boy because my mom, no joke, she said that one of my first words growing up was McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> she said that she would drive by McDonald's, and I would just go McDonald, 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 like <laughs> because of the golden arches. So like, I was destined. But anyways, back to pupusas.、Uh, There was we had like a cultural like Latino party in high school once, and I was in charge of taking pupusas. Bitch, I brought like twenty twenty five pupusas. I ate like ten of them. You dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like Eddie, this was a, this is supposed to be a cultural exchange, <laughs> and you exchanged nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, like everybody was eating all of the other food, I was munching on my own pupusa. <laughs> When I tell you I love those fucking stuffed tortillas, I love them. I go crazy for them. I haven't had dinner, and now I really, really want <laughs> some pupusas. Yes, nice.、Um, to your McDonald's point,、um, my favorite fast food is. Probably McDonald's breakfast. Ooh, oh yeah. I know、Me、we've、too. we've had this conversation. I think you're more of a Wendy's girl in general. But like, <laughs> when I crave fast food, it's always McDonald's breakfast specifically. Yeah, that bacon, egg, and cheese bagel, and like a hash those fucking hash browns. Ah,、oh, yummy. Yes, I mean, I would say McDonald's does do breakfast correctly. I I think they do have the best breakfast. I, I'll I'll agree with that. And my number two is a、uh, Taco Bell. 
They oh. also have really good breakfast. You dirty bitch. <laughs> have you have you tried? No, ill. Taco That's... Bell is only for one a.m. and after, not for one a.m. is the morning. Yeah. It's breakfast. <laughs> it's drunken food only. You can have drunk breakfast. <laughs> I've done it before, yes, but not, not from Taco Bell. <laughs> I recommend. Oh my gosh. Okay, so outside of like breakfast, like outside of breakfast like what's your favorite fast food restaurant that was my answer (laughs) (laughs) so like if you could mix and match like any fast food like french like which is your favorite french fries from from fast food restaurants oh okay now we're this is this is getting good this conversation (laughs) okay um favorite french fries let's see you go first uh okay uh my favorite french fries are popeye's french fries those bad boys are so good are they the curly ones no they're the cajun ones oh yes 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 those are delicious i really like curly ones but i can't remember where they are from i think arby's has curly fries. oh absolutely not you need to (laughs) we're not even mentioning arby's on this podcast (laughs) but they do have curly fries um Damn, I'm like blinking. I'm gonna go with, um, I guess Chick Fil A. And I hate that I said that. Oh my god! Those waffle fries with some Chick Fil A sauce is pretty banging. You're you're right. I looked it up. (laughs) Arby's is the one I'm thinking of, but I've never had them from Arby's. But I love that style of fry. Oh yeah, fucking give me those curly fries all the fucking time. There's a place, a local place called Santini's in Northern Virginia. I don't I don't know if it's everywhere else, but uh, Santini's has some banging curly fries. I'm gonna take back my answer, and I also don't know where I could find these, but I'm just gonna change the subject to favorite form of potato yes and um we need to talk about tater tots <gasps> oh i wish tater tots so okay burger king there's a burger king right by my work too so i go to their breakfast every now and then too and they have tater tots Yo, i i get tater tots only when i go to burger king for breakfast because i love tater tots so much there used to be a spot in dc i'm not sure if it exists anymore but it was called tonic by george washington university and um me and my friends would go all the time there for brunch because they had well it was bottomless but they also had like a lot of um breakfast tater tot dishes that i was obsessed with just like huge plates of tater tots with like eggs on them ah it's like if, if if you can't tell, I love breakfast. I love brunching, and um, you combine that with tater tots and bottomless mimosas. I am oh, heaven. My God, Eddie and I have had the pleasure of brunching a lot in DC. Actually, that's right. And um, do, is is like, do you have opinions on breakfast, or would or do you when we brunch, would you rather do like a savory or like a lunch? So for so i don't like breakfast food that much um see this is why i should have <laughs> found someone else to podcast with 
<laughs> but I have a reason for it. There's some trauma involved with my hating of breakfast food. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> let's go into it. So my dad so my dad is a chef, right? But my mom cannot cook for shit. She like is the worst cook in the world. Um have you ever had mole? Yeah. So there was one time my mom tried to attempted to cook and she was going to make a uh, pollo con the mole, right? But she bought horchata mix instead. <laughs> <laughs> and so she cooked the chicken with horchata mix. And we could not stop laughing because the chicken turned out to just be a giant ball of horchata with like a pollo con horchata. So we just call it pelotas de horchata. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway. Um, my mother is uh, she's not like a the food the food she makes is fine yeah. but in terms of like diversity and range of what she's making is pretty limited yeah. so much so that when we were growing up she had to take like cooking classes at like a local <gasps> like um rec center that is and so cute she she was like actively trying to like like um make a more variety of food and i yeah. like really thank her for like attempting um it, was, it didn't really work in the end Damn, girl, your your mom loved you because uh, this is too much trouble my mom she would be like there's cereal you can have so we would be having cereal for lunch cereal for dinner or like egos or waffles for lunch or dinner or like sausages and bacon for for lunch or dinner my mom hated to cook so yeah. she would just like she would just give us like breakfast food to eat because it's like so easy to make. I think <laughs> I think Maybe my I mom talked to my therapist about that. Maybe. <laughs> Go ahead. My mom. Um... I think she just hated us complaining. Which, looking back, we probably did complain way too much about yeah. like, uh, about having the same food over and over again, which was probably unfair to her. Um, I should probably also talk to a therapist about that. <laughs> but I will say the one thing, you know how like at like a family party, like people will bring like what they like are best at. Yeah. My mom, it always um, brings uh, like the horchata, and then uh, nice. she makes a bang and flan oh like, yeah that's... what's your favorite dessert yeah 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 because those are kind of desserty kind of foods yeah a flan is a dessert <laughs> <laughs> it's not dessert e it's a dessert Whatever. Um, and she makes the best flan hands down um i think if we're talking desserts in general i love me a brownie yeah nice i love the like consistency that it's like yeah, I, I just love a brownie. Nice. What about you? Um, my dad makes a banging tiramisu. So, <gasps> oh! <laughs> so tiramisu. Um, my uncles used to make this really, uh, really, really good custard at our at our old restaurant. Because um, again, my dad had an Italian Italian restaurant, but it was like it was a, a, a creme brulee. That's what it was. So, like, my uncles always used to like to experiment with different creme brulee flavors. So, they used to have, like, every month was, like, a different flavor for the, as a special. So, I love me some creme brulee. I love me some tiramisu. Um, I'm a sucker for fried ice cream. I, like, love that shit. And that's, like, Mexican dessert, yeah? But it's fucking delicious. So, you mentioned your dad 
is like trained in Italian cuisine, mm-hmm. but you haven't mentioned that your family owns a restaurant now. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm really curious specifically about like your experience. I know you worked there for a little bit. That's not what I'm curious about. I'm curious about like, did you pick anything up from your restaurant in terms of your own cooking abilities or like are you a cooker now like do you do you make your own food generally so i'm super lazy too so i batch cook uh every every week so on sundays i just make a shit ton of food usually chicken with vegetables and that's what i eat so anything i picked up i mean my dad tried to teach me how to cook but he lost his patience really quick. And he was like, you know, some people just have the gift and you don't have it. (laughs) 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 Which is fair because I don't have the patience to cook. The one thing that I'd say I would pick, I have picked up from from my dad or just from working in a restaurant in general is uh, kind of like not necessarily going by instructions all the way. Like, you know, with like tablespoon of this, a cup of that you kind of have to feel it out as you cook kind of thing. Like you taste it. And if it tastes right to you in the middle of cooking, then, you know, you go with what you've got. But if you want to, if you, if you, if you kind of like feel like it needs a little bit more salt or a little bit more pepper, that kind of stuff, or a little bit more spice, uh, you just kind of add, subtract a little bit, try to balance everything out. But my food is like decent, but it's not the worst. I'm going to need you to slow down a little bit. I'm trying to take notes because <laughs> um, I am probably the worst cook in America. I <laughs> can't cook to save my life. Yeah. Um, I have the cooking abilities of a, a college freshman. <laughs> <laughs> so you're making like Cheeto Lays with uh, or Frito Lays. Why does it say Cheeto Lays? Frito Lays with like chili on top and cheese. That actually sounds way more fancier than I'm capable of. <laughs> Damn, girl, that's just microwavable food right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad at cooking. My general, um, like, I, I'm not good at meal prepping either, but and, and I'm lazy, so like, all of that does not is not conducive <laughs> to like uh, cooking. Um, but I generally am able to like survive. I like buy like a like a rotisserie <laughs> chicken and like. Um, just like make a salad for, like a chicken salad and stuff i it's really sad i as a <laughs> as i'm approaching my 30th birthday it's something that i've always like told myself like oh you really need to like actually te- like learn how to cook but yeah. i'm just like i'll do it tomorrow i keep pushing it back <laughs> well now there's like options even if you don't know how to cook like like those food services like the su- subscription food things like have you ever tried one of those I did. I've tried them. I tried like a free trial of um, that's like a blue something. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. Uh, but um, I just again, I was lazy and I just like let the food expire on accident. Oh. <laughs> but you just have to microwave that food, don't you? No, you have to actually they send you the ingredients. Oh, they send you the ingredients. Yeah. Oh. And then you still have to cook it. Um, which like part part of it is the is the like buying the ingredients part, but also yeah. half of it is like the actual cooking part. And I'm just yeah. like extremely lazy. It's a problem. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried a subscription based uh, food service? No, I haven't. Never. But my friend actually, she did try a service where, um, 
like there was a there's a food service i forget what it's called so this is not gonna be helpful but it's a food service that like they provide like veggies that are like misshapen or that the grocery store won't take because it looks ugly yeah and they and then like she would get it for like 30 bucks a month basically or 30 bucks a week or some shit like that but it was like a huge box of like vegetables and i thought yeah, that was pretty like, cool it's called something harvest right yeah something like that yeah but yeah. in terms of a food service no i'm too like frugal for that shit <laughs> it's way too expensive it is very expensive i was th- i i remember the name it was blue apron oh nice yeah um when we get sponsored by Blue Apron, we'll we'll be using it for free, huh? We'll have to revisit this and have a <laughs> um, a food part two episode. That's right, or we'll just have like a voiceover this episode. they be like, Blue Apron is great. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking about pupusas being your comfort food, right? So like, are Never there mi- any? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It reminds me of home. That's why yeah, it's a comfort. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask you: Are there like any foods that like you connect to, like memories or feelings? I guess. Yeah, I remember. Um, I, my memories of pupusas specifically is like having them in El Salvador. Um, mm-hmm. I had a family, uh, family members who owned a pupuseria, and the pupusas in. I mean, obviously they're from the source, so they're just so much better. Yeah. Um, but like my memory, my best memories of pupusas are having it from my family-owned pupusadilla. They're just like so much; they tasted so much better. Yeah, and um, I'm always seeking to try to replicate that feeling here, but it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Also, like uh, same same concept with pollo mm-hmm. campero. <gasps> oh, you know how? Shit. So growing up, like you can only eat pollo campero in El Salvador, and then over yes. time they've expanded. And, like, they have it here in the States now, as, like, pretty recently. But it's just yeah. not the same. It, it like, isn't. It, some, something happened, and they're not cooking it the same way. And it's, There's like... There's nothing... It, you know what it is? It hasn't aged properly in the air above with the with the airplane. Because you know, every time someone from El Salvador would come, there'd be a big-ass box of pollo campero with them. Yeah. Oh, so good. You know, it's giving me goosebumps. Because, yes, I can't believe I forgot about pollo campero. <laughs> Uh, to the non um, Salvadorians out there, pollo <laughs> campero is probably the closest equivalent to um, Popeyes. I would Popeyes, say, like yeah, KFC, yeah. but it's not a Cajun flavor palette. It's um, I don't know how to explain it. It's very different. It's, it's fried chicken, but yeah. definitely not the fried chicken of here or of this of the U- of the U.S. You know, yeah. it's not as breaded. I don't think it's like more. I don't know. It's when, delicious though. When they came to the U.S., they like rebranded. I don't know if the all pollo campero rebranded, but the U.S. specific ones are trying to be healthy. Yeah, oh yeah, and it just like ruins. It. Ew, <laughs> give me that. Like I want that grease, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know another food that like kind of reminds me of home and reminds me of like um, uh, just like family gatherings is um, uh, queso duro. Yeah. You, oh, so. It's like a cheese. It's so good. It's so good. So salty. You can have it. And it goes great with breakfast food. If there's anything that goes with breakfast food, it's queso ludo. I fucking love that shit. And my mom is going to El Salvador in like two weeks, maybe. And I told her to give me like two pounds of that bad boy. <laughs> I was like, I need that, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
this all is just reminding me of home. Like, uh, like a traditional breakfast would probably be like platanos and like queso, and um, oh shit, what is it called? Uh, crema, crema, it, but crema with um, what is like beans and rice called? Oh my god, I'm forgetting. Oh, arroz curtido. No, or at least that's not what I call it. Um, casamiento. People call it casamiento. I, I hate it when people call it casamiento because <laughs> I was not used to that. But, the, but we call it however they call it in Nicaragua. So, oh. Uh, but what am I, I'm blanking on that term. But yes, like rice and beans. Um, I'm going to hate myself for blanking on that. So I'm going to Google it real quick. Okay. Um, I'll, but... try to, I'll try to entertain <laughs> while you're Googling. Uh, let's see. What are some of my... Comfort foods. Um, oh, gallo pinto. Okay. Well, oh my god. No time whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> gallo pinto is, I think, like, like specifically to Nicaragua is mm-hmm. how what they call casamiento, which is both are just rice and beans, uh, a staple. Um, but yeah, that just all reminds me of home. And then every time I'm home in DC, like, it just feels so great to have like gallo pinto. Um, oh, do you like uh, arroz con leche? Yeah, I don't have it much, but it's good. Yeah. But you were saying, sorry. Um, one uh, dish that I was obsessed with as a child yeah. um, is uh, ros a, a, la valenci- a la valencia or valenciana. Valencia? Um, what is it? I'm, I'm at Valencia? We, we pronounce it Rosa Valenciano, but I, I'm sure it has, like, different names. Okay. But it's basically just, like, a paella. It's just, like, rice with, like, meats. Yeah. Um, and uh, my grandma is the one that makes it the best. And, like, she... <laughs> I feel like this is probably the reason I'm fat. But, like, every time she would make it, she <laughs> yeah. would, like, ha- ha- like, make a specific portion for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, please, don't even, because they, my family's the same way, too. They're like, give that little boy some some more food. So, but yeah, there was uh, oh, there was one more comfort food that I'd love to talk about. And it's a tradition, and I think in almost every Salvadoran house during Christmas or New Year's. And that's the uh, sandwiches de pollo. Like, have... yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> ah! We should have, okay, we should have just, like, the... We should have just talked, like, specifically about, like, El Salvador food this whole episode. <laughs> we basically have. Uh, we, because that's basically all we've done. Yeah. But, uh, those shits are so... They slap. They are oh. so good. And you know what makes me very upset is that my family in that, like, I grew up with yeah. is not the Salvadorian side. <gasps> so, like, we don't have that, like, every year. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, we have, like, a, like, friends and relatives in the area that, like, make... Um, what are they called again? Sandwiches de pollo. Sandwiches, yeah, sandwiches de pollo. Uh huh. But it's not. It hasn't been a constant in my life. But I am obsessed. They're so good, and it, it usually during Christmas time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just for those that you don't know, so it's a it's a chicken sandwich basically. But like they marinate it's, the chicken in like so much more than I, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's usually made in um, pan frances, which is basically like it's French bread. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. and they uh and they marinate the chicken in like a tomato sauce for like 12 hours or 24 hours like they for a fucking long time and then it's just a bunch of like potatoes radishes mustard mayo 
and so much of the fucking sauce on it. It is perfection. Every Christmas we have a comp. We don't have like a competition competition, but like we try to see who eats the most. And those bad boys are so good. That sounds fun. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm fat. Because I just eat, I just eat pupusas and sandwiches of pollo all day, every day. Oh my God. <laughs> Next time I see you, let's go get pupusas. Hell yes. What is that place in on DC that we often go to? The, for the pupusas oh at the end of the night uh it's like by adams morgan i think yes uh fuck it's on florida avenue yeah um el tropico it's something like that whatever we'll, we'll go there yeah I, <laughs> i've fallen asleep in that restaurant many times <laughs> the last time i was there with was drunk Mari. <laughs> like oh, got oh so God. drunk that she couldn't drive back home and i had to drive her car uh, and uh, mind you i don't drive actively it's been like eight years since i've owned a car yeah. and like i get so stressed out driving in big cities so god i was terrified <laughs> but, but yeah that was in your belly though yeah so. that was... they were... and they were comforting you good yeah good times i, I, I love that place so I guess a conclusion, guys, get a Salvadoran food because it's fucking delicious, and uh, you might get a little bit of meat on your bones. Yeah, um, ask us out to go eat pupusas. Yeah, if you want to like get into my pants, <laughs> just take me out to get uh, some pupusas, and I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back. Um, in our next segment, we will discuss uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race. Race. Oh my god, that was a plan. <laughs> Jeez. Yes, it was. it was. in the outline. We have to simultaneously <laughs> sing the intro. <laughs> um, so first, let's talk about Spain, um, which is nearing the end of yes. the season. Um, this past episode was the reunion episode, which um, I feel like we haven't had a reunion episode in a really long time uh, that no. I can think of. Not like um, in person, because they not, did it in person. Yeah, in person, which uh, they, I feel like you're allowed to be more playful when you, like, you're in the same room as Absolutely. your contestants, which mm-hmm. was really refreshing, as opposed to like season uh, 12. And 13. Yeah, which yeah. were um, Zoom uh, reunions, which it was more of a production than like a sit down and like discuss. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it a, a reunion because it was just each of the, especially season 13, it was just them giving, presenting their videos basically. Right. Um, and I, I miss a classic like reunion where they're just sitting down and like talking and reminiscing and reflecting about the season mm-hmm. and my favorite thing about reunions are like when they rehash drama and we get to like explore dramas they don't really do that in this um reunion but in general i do love that about reunions yes same like i think one of the best reunions of drag race history was uh season two because all those girls hated each other yeah <laughs> No, I agree. Those were like, um, like everything Tatiana did in that reunion, and Tatiana and um, Raven. Raven, like, yeah, those yeah. discussions about like Tatiana calling out Raven for 
basically, basically being a bitch. bully. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I lived. I loved any of that. Was there anything in this reunion for España that like stood out to you? Um. Let's see. I was a little uh, sorry. I'm just gonna go ahead. No, no, go for it because I can't <laughs> even think of anything right now. I was a little shocked at they showed us some behind the scenes footage of um, Drag Vulcano. Yeah, who um, was basically like trying to like dictate um, one of the dance sessions and just like be like no fun. Like we have to learn this. Yeah, and um, we didn't get to see much of Drag Vulcano in the series, and so just to see more of her personality was really interesting and she is like more serious than I had previously thought her to be. Yeah. I think you can kind of tell that, uh, a lot of them did make like friendships with each other. Yeah. You can kind of tell that, uh, the girls weren't as close with Dragon Vulcano. And I think that clip kind of showed why they weren't that close. Cause he does seem very serious and very like, this is a job and let's just get it done kind of thing. Yeah, I was just, like, really interested in that because, again, we didn't see much of her. So, like, a- any additional footage for of her was, like, really fascinating to me. Yeah, and um, he's always very nice to look at. Yeah, <laughs> he's so cute. Yeah, he really is. He's so the, handsome. Yeah. The other part for me that really stood out, which was honestly the end. Yeah. Um, when uh, we got to Poopy Poison. Because mm-hmm. they went in order of elimination and just like had a little segment or like reflected on something about them. But at yeah. the end, we got to Poopy Poison and um, it really showed like it, it showed her time on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, throughout the season, I wasn't a Poopy fan. But in that reunion, I reflected on her journey in the series. And um, I really think she did deserve to be in the finale. I think she had some. Um, like high points. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of her drag, but I think as a contestant, she did really well. She deserved to be in the finale. I think Sajateria should have gone home, honestly. She's just Aquaria, and not even that good of an Aquaria. I, I'm yeah. just going to throw that out there. Even her makeup <laughs> looks like it. She looks like Aquaria. I would rather see Saitadia's makeup than Poopy Poison's makeup. And not that. Me. Poopy Poisons, like, has the, honestly, if I'm being very honest, the worst makeup in the franchise. But if all of RuPaul's Drag Race. See, but I think it's on purpose, though. There, there, no one sits in front of a mirror and be like, I'm gonna look cheap on purpose. She does, but it's like, okay, do you remember, like, I don't know, there's, I, I can't pinpoint a specific movie or TV show, but, like, but like there's like this type of drag where it's like it's like panto you know like the ones that um it's just very gaudy and like the ruching and the cheeks it just looks it's like you're supposed to be an obvious man in a dress you know yeah and i think that's poopy's drag i don't think that's poopy's drag i think she just doesn't have the skills to pull it off you can intentionally have um a look and like I'm sorry, you, you can have it intentionally do that. Like, you know, be a messy queen. I Just from what I'm gathering, it doesn't seem like that's Poopy's intention. It seems like she's trying and it's just not successful. Mm. The, way, the way I read her the entire season was that she was basically a panto dame. She was just trying to be like a goofy man in a dress. I, I really like that of 
that part of her drag. I, uh, she's obviously like a comedy queen, and yeah. and she's really good at being funny. And she provided the best. She was the best narrator. Like all of her talking heads were so funny. Disagree. Um, you didn't wait. What do you disagree? I don't think she was the best narrator. Who was your best narrator? Carmen Ferrala. Why? Because she's funny. Are we watching the same show? Ah, uh, yes. I okay. thought Carmen was hilarious. You know who's the worst? More one? hilarious than Poopy Poison? Yes. Actually, I'm not even going to lie to you. My favorite narrator was Dovima. So, fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. This, it blows my mind how Eddie perceives the world. Because they're in no, in no, like, realm of the world does Dovima, like, I can't. I hate Dovima. <laughs> <laughs> she looked the best in this in this reunion. Fight me on that. Why did she, she keep covering her mouth when she was laughing or like emotional? Because she doesn't want to show emotions. She's a doll. She's a vampire. Leave her alone. Um, I did. I do agree. I think she looked really pretty in the reunion. She looked. She, Dovima is just a look queen. At, if that, in my opinion, if uh, you. It, hate her so much that you can't see that she's like one of the best looking ones that's there uh you're you're blinded by rage no 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 i'm i i think she's she looked the best i don't disagree but that's that that's all she is she's a she's a facade oh my god she's my winner of season one of drag race espana Okay, whatever. So, next week... Oh, sorry, go ahead. So, next week is the finale, and um, it's Sahitadia, Killer Queen, and Carmen Farala, and um, it's going to be a lip-sync for your life, apparently, which is interesting. Um, I don't think we've seen Carmen lip-sync, have we? No, you're right, we haven't. Aside from the... The 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 drag uh, pop star thing, I guess, which they all did horrible. In. She has no competition because um, I I like Killer Queen, but yeah, sis cannot lip sync <laughs> or just, dance. She just has to learn life. how to do a split. Maybe she'll learn how to do a split. Third time's a charm, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sahitaria was fine. There's nothing special about her lip syncing. So as long as Carmen comes out, looks beautiful, knows her words, I, I don't see a space where she's not winning. This is hers to lose for sure. Yeah. Carmen is going to win. Well, um, we'll find out next week. Yes. I'm excited. Did All you right. watch All Stars this week? Yes, I did. Did you? I did. And I didn't talk to you at all about it before this uh before our podcast Mm -hmm. and i'm very excited to dive into this because it was basically your girl's week i don't know so since my nipples have not stopped being hard yeah (laughs) so we started this podcast at the same time that all star six started and um eddie from day one vocalized that uh sonique kyle sonique yes Okay, bitch. <laughs> Kylie, Kylie Sonique Love, is that her last name? Yes. Love is um, Eddie's favorite. And um, I never agreed. And um, 
but this was her week and it's uh i have a lot of opinions i would love to discuss them further yes (laughs) okay so let me explain why i'm like so team kylie please okay so i watched season two and she was so quiet and meek in season two and then when she had the reunion and she uh let everybody know that she was transitioning i just connected so much like the vulnerability that she had i guess and like i'm just so happy to see her being like such a uh like confident and like beautiful person now and so i just really connect with that i I, that's why i love her because it's just like She's just so amazing. And her body is just so... I just love high femme drag, too. So, like, she's gorgeous. So, that's the reason. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, this is definitely your type. Like, it's the same reason with Dovima. Like, high femme, like, fashion. Yes, beautiful. Like, a yes. facade and, like, no depth. Oh, my God. You are so rude. You're so rude. <laughs> Both I mean, of these queens have depth. You just have I, to scratch a little bit. <laughs> I mean, Kylie has um, gotten the critiques even in All Star Six. In addition to season two, her original season about like not being out there and just like being meek. And, I like, disagree with those critiques. Though. Those are like this. Those are the same critiques that like Jan is getting, which is like stop being so extra. It's like no, Jan can be as extra as she wants to be, and Kylie just happens to be a chill person. So yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a, it's a weird critique. Um, but I, 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 the thing I will say that I like about Kylie, you don't need to be a loud, bombastic person to win. Right. But you have to show me levels um, across. Like I, I value a, a well-rounded queen, and um, I feel like Kylie has hints of being a, an all-star winner. But I have not seen the full package yet. Girl, did you see that lip sync? She killed it. I do. And it's the one of her strengths is like being a dancer. I don't disagree. Um, but like she's she like in the acting challenge, I didn't think she was that great. And she didn't get that great critiques, which I was really interested that she won. I was kind of pissed at Michelle Versage for getting up and like saying, this is how you do it. Cause she can fuck off with that bullshit. I kind of low key every, I mean, not low key every season. I hate Michelle and RuPaul just a little bit more every time. And, like, this whole, like, getting up and showing her how it's done, I was like, sit your fucking ass down. You're not a good actress. You shouldn't even be directing. (laughs) 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 And don't talk to Kylie like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. I'm also not a fan of RuPaul or Michelle actively, and I I say that all the time. Um, But, yeah, like, the critiques were just, one, they were weird. Um, but also, like, I don't think Kylie was, I, in my opinion, she wasn't the winner this week. And I was really interested that... Who, who was your winner? Um, I don't know. They were all, like, there was no standouts. Which I, I, I just feel like um, they were waiting to make this... So one thing I want to talk about is, like, I feel this season is very produced. And okay. it's the most evident in being produced. And, like, this week, I feel like they 
they were gonna like do everything to make Kylie win and to have her win the last lip her win the lip sync as well. Mm-hmm. At least that's the vibe I got. I have no evidence of that. I I just like I feel that this season is so produced, um, particularly in the lip syncs. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you agree or not, but like I, I mentioned that. Remember, they're doing like very close. They're they're pairing people with like very close seasons or same yeah. seasons. There's like a relation between the elimin the possibly eliminated the lip syncer and the assassin. Yeah, that is one sign to me, but also the song choices to me is like another sign. Like Kylie is obviously gonna kill um what was this week's song? Um, Dirty. Dirty by Christina Aguilera. It's like Kylie does it all the time apparently. And um, like they obviously knew that her competitor was gonna be um, Manila, who Manila is not really known for like high high energy dance type of songs. And th- this is evident through like a lot of the past songs too, like Laganja versus um, TKB. Like Laganja is like a high energy dancer. Like but they're so gonna is Trinity give... though. Trinity is more like a soulful soulful singer. And like she, she had that really great rap um, lip sync in her season. But she, and, and I'm not saying she did bad in that lip sync at all. I'm yeah. saying it was like they're op- when you put them together against each other, Laganja's obviously gonna win that lip sync with a Dua Lipa song, physical. And like Janet um, or Raja got a Janet Jackson song, um, and uh, what, and also like. Ginger getting Lizzo's phone song to me mm-hmm. seemed really strategic that like she was able to make it really comedic and it worked. Um, I think that we could have gone to either one maybe, but I just, I, I'm getting the sense that it, and maybe I'm reading into it way too much, which is a totally a possibility, but more than ever, I'm feeling this season being extra produced and um, it's kind of ruining it for me. I will say I'm very excited still about the Queens because I think they're all great. Um, but I, I'm just like, as we get on, um, you know, this is All-Star 6, I'm just getting a little, like, bored because I feel like um, I feel like it, it's just getting too produced for me. And I'm like, I just want the best Queen to win. And um, I, I care about how we get there. Some people are like, as long as the winner wins, it's fine. Like, the best Queen wins. But, like, to me... it like the journey matters and like the order of Queens and how they get eliminated matters to me. Mm. I'm going to have to disagree with you almost completely. (laughs) So for me, I mean, I think you're giving production way too much credit. Uh, I think it is a very produced show for sure. And I mean, the all-stars format is like, it's not really like, RuPaul is still basically choosing who gets eliminated every every day or every every week. So it's not like I'm like, oh my god, they, they they're left to their own devices. But I don't think it's as produced. I mean, the examples that you gave with the lip syncs. I mean, those lip syncs. Like, yeah, Kylie's Christina Aguilera song was like. I'm just like, how did Kylie win this week? Like her her, her challenge look was amazing. First of all, the okay, so and she wasn't that bad in the challenge. She wasn't that bad. She was very, in my opinion, middle of the road. But her outfit was, yes, beautiful, but it didn't fulfill the category. She the looked category. like a fucking vampire. It was so good. 
Look, again, my problem with Kylie is that the range isn't there. Like, she's relying on that body, and she hasn't been called out on it yet. Because that's... I... Oh, my God. Because her drag is that. Her drag is super sexy. It's super femme. And I don't think you need a whole bunch... You don't need a big production to show... To show... uh, Diversity? Is it diversity? Is that the right word that I'm looking for? No. No. Uh, (laughs) To show... uh, um variety variety thank you so much because she's doing everything different but within her lane that's what they're asking for i don't like i don't sometimes i get kind of frustrated with like the way the queens perceive what the judges are talking about when they're saying like show us something different or stop relying on that body those kind of like it's like yeah if you're wearing fucking panties the entire time then yeah, you're relying on body, right? Or if you're a campy queen and all your looks are like super campy, super theatrical, fine. That's you know you're you're not showing di- uh, variety. But Kylie's showing variety because she's staying within her lane of super sexy, super sultry. But like the frills look, for example, it was like a huge frilly dress. It was shapeless basically, and like this look, it was gothy. Vamp- like she looked like a vampire. But it was just a sexy vampire. And she had black hair. It just... I just completely disagree with your opinion. <laughs> That's fine. That's why we have the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, it's like... I am most excited with Drag Race when I'm getting something that's unexpected. Yeah. And so I know what I'm getting from Kylie. And I'm not... She has not pro- given me a moment where I'm like oh this is i or uh, she's had beautiful moments on the show but there's nothing that's not unexpected or that's something that's unexpected from her everything she's done i've expected uh, and so that's that's my only critique um Tia and I, tamara alone made me vote for her even harder that's what i'm calling her boobs oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> well let's talk about who left this week um curious davenport I was very sad about it. Um, I thought she was going to be in the finale. I thought she was really strong. I was really shocked um, that her and Raja were in the bottom. Um, But, damn, that really hurt my heart because I didn't want either of them to leave. Yeah. Um, I think what sucks for me is Akira was the queen that I could rely on having a really good runway. And for me, Drag Race is all about the runway so th- that's my favorite part and um she was like something safe you know you could be like we can rely we can like rely on a curio giving us a look so i think that's what i'm gonna miss because like i didn't people are, on twitter are like loving raja's look have you noticed that raja has the same bodice in almost every look okay so you're gonna come for raja having the same bodice but you're you're allowing Kylie Sonique love to have her uh, body yaddy yaddy every time. Yeah, you goddamn right because she's giving you a goddamn different look every fucking time. She's not, and so is Raja. <laughs> no, See, she's not. Your inability to like you, your your love for Kylie. You is have blinding. inability. Your hate for Kylie is just so strong. That you just you just hate her because she has body yaddy yaddy. I absolutely don't hate her <laughs> at all. I know. <laughs> But I wasn't feeling Raja's look. Like, those pants, I wasn't... I did not like them. She looked beautiful. She looked beautiful, but that look was 
that's what that's the exact same thing I said about um Kylie and that we're just gonna leave it at that we, we're not gonna <laughs> agree with that <laughs> we're gonna fight as well we're like after this podcast is done we're staying on the zoom and we're gonna fight we're gonna fight and then go get people yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna move on to our next segment which is the media of the week um I will let Eddie start. Is there any media this week that has popped out to you that you are living or that you hate or that is just like in the zeitgeist? Yeah, so there's two things. So I'm cheating a little bit that I want to talk about in terms of media or pop culture. The first would be Lil Nas X's new video. Um, I forget what the name of the song is. Do you remember what the name of the song is? Uh, Industry something. Baby, I think. I don't know. Anyways, the song hits hard. It's a good fucking song. So that's and first and foremost. You're right. It's called Industry Baby. Nice. The video is so sexy. Lonos X has got body yadi yadi. That guy can get it. Like, I'll drop the soap for him any day. <laughs> Though I think he's a power bottom. <laughs> he said so on Twitter. Uh, I think I'd actually. I think he's like just playing a character. I yeah. I would be curious to see or to like know what his actual like preferences would be because I think he's like he's le- he's obviously leaning into his sexuality and like trying to show that you can be like femi and still like a boss ass bitch. Yeah. So yeah. I'm 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 sure he's like leaning into like the bottom mm-hmm. thing, but I would be curious to know if he's like actually bottom or like maybe like verse or, or time. I gotcha. I yeah. Either way though, the video is really good. His choreography has gotten better. He knows how to dance a little bit more. So I'm really proud of him for that. But overall, I'm just really excited about his music because it has mainstream appeal and like mainstream appeal. And like the songs are just so good that they're like undeniably good. They're like so well produced. And, um, I just really love the video and I love the song. So that's my first piece of media. Um, Wait, can I... Um, did you see that um, Lil Nas X is using the video as a fundraiser for the Bell Project? No, I a, didn't. Well, I sent you the thing. So obviously you didn't read it. <laughs> but I'm going to tell our listeners, um, just know that Eddie doesn't read things when I send it to them. Um <laughs> But the Bail Project is a nonprofit that combats mass incarceration. So I really value an artist that is not just here to like be famous. Like um, Lil Nas X and all of um, Gen X really has purpose in all the all they do, and I really value that in this next generation of artists and people. Um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to Lil Nas X in the future. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I am obsessed with his music, yeah. but I am very excited about his him as an artist. And um, in addition to this, eventually just becoming a Drag Race podcast, it'll probably become like a Lil Nas X <laughs> review podcast. Account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I'm just really happy to see that he like not only talks the talks, he walks the walks. I'm really happy that he's he's that that money is going to something really good. Um, yeah, but that video is really good. That song is so good. It's definitely going to be on my my workout playlist because it's just too good. It's a good fucking song. Um, so my second piece of media uh, is a little 
it's not like okay so something about me when it comes to media and pop culture in general is i tend to kind of get fixated on certain moments in pop culture or certain moments in media and i always look for like mood boosters or just something to kind of match my emotion um for the week and this week has been a really difficult week for me in terms of work just because it's been super busy and because i'm looking for a new apartment and a new job so it's a lot um but something that i really fixate got fixated on in uk season two of drag race was uh tace's commentary down the runway and (laughs) so i really want to just let everyone i just i just want everyone to really focus on tace's commentary when she's on the runway in uk season two (laughs) i know it's kind of weird and very specific but just especially like her panto dame runway it's just someone exuberating so much joy and so much confidence and so much self-love that I just really appreciate that kind of uh, person being on um, on uh, on TV or whatever or in the zeitgeist. And I just really appreciated all of her commentary on the runway and about her own runways because it's just you could just tell that she loves herself so much. And so I really like that. I also got a very positive vibe from Taste. Uh, Do you remember in the final episode when they were doing um, the interview with um, Michelle and uh, RuPaul and Taste? The, like, Tic Tac interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And RuPaul asked about, um, like, if her parents were supportive. And uh, Taste had, like, a really positive upbringing with very supportive parents. Yeah. And uh, I just remember RuPaul, like, having to, like quickly move away from yeah. that topic because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. RuPaul only asked I mean I feel like RuPaul only asked so he could like um like continue trauma porn of like well, yeah. like that's how he nourishes himself by yeah. feeding off of people's trauma very that <laughs> but Taste was having none of that no. was like oh I had a really good uh, upbringing well Taste's <laughs> dad was in Wham like you can't get gayer than that so. <laughs> but yeah those are my two pieces of media Tace's Runways and Lil Nas X's video. Um, speaking of gay, Ooh. my uh, media of the week. Actually, since uh, Eddie did two, cheated and did two, I'm going to go ahead and, and choose two as well. Uh-uh. Um, my first one is gay by nature. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of the Fear Street series, the trilogy on Netflix, um, which is based off of a book series by R.L. Stein. And it's actually surround or like it, the plot. The main plot is surrounding a um, young um, lesbian teen story, which is uh, I I don't know horror. The horror genre is very gay, but you don't often see them um, like the main characters being gay. So that was really refreshing. Yeah, um, I will say. So it's a trilogy. It's um, it and it goes backwards in time. So it starts with 1994. Um, 1978, and then the last one is 19 or 1666. Um, I will say I saw 1994, and I absolutely hated it. And I, that's the only one I saw. (laughs) um, I thought it was so bad, and I was like really angry about it because everyone online was like, "This is so good," and I was like, "This is fucking garbage." Uh, I really hated it. Yeah, and um someone convinced me to keep watching and it got way better i thought um after 1994 is 19 
um, 78. And I thought that one was the best out of the three. And then 1666 was... Uh, 1666 was good. But um, I recommend the trilogy in general. Um, support queer media. I think it's like really important to have that. Um, and uh, my second media of the week is uh, the... Tokyo Olympics. Mm. I <laughs> every time I talk to I try to talk to Eddie about the Olympics, he just like is not here for it. Because you talk to me about the gymnastics girls like they're your best friends. And I'm like, I don't know any of them and I don't like them. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I am a, so I do follow um women elite gymnastics and um all the hype around like it have they have world championships every year. And I follow them, like, throughout. But, like, it's obviously at its highest point during the Olympics. And um, I'm so excited. I, I'm so excited to watch um, gymnastics. I am a big fan. Um, and every time I try to engage Eddie in what <laughs> I think is his, like, he... Eddie loves tennis. But, like, he won't even engage with me when I talk to him about, like, <laughs> Olympic tennis. I asked him today if... Um, Osaka has any chance to medal in the Olympics and on his, from what I understand Eddie hates uh, Osaka <laughs> I don't hate her and it makes me very upset because I think she's so cool um, and I don't know anything about tennis so I try to get uh, Eddie to give me more insight but he's not willing to engage in anything Olympics so you are slandering my name right now am I lying <laughs> I'm not lying I so if anyone wants to Osaka. talk about if anyone wants to talk about the Olympics, please tweet me or reach out because I um, am about to nerd out. I hate America, but for the next week, I am um, as America, as American. You're as, proud to be an American. I am as American as Arby's. So oh my God. <laughs> I am so excited. Uh, well, good uh, luck to you and Team America. I know that they're relying on your coaching so that they can get through this tough time. We're going to get through it. We're going to bring <laughs> so many gold medals, and it's going to be epic. I mean, Simone is obviously going to bring all of them. Yeah, as many as she can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is it for that's our, our episode. Yeah, right. yeah, that's it for our episode. Thank you for hanging in. Um, it was, I think, it's going to be our longest episode. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, please uh, engage with us across our social media platforms. We are on Instagram, Twitter, um, and I think that's it. <laughs> so we are on Instagram at Los Beachos Podcast. We are on Twitter at Los Beachos Pod. Um, and you, you can, can email us at lospechospodcast at gmail.com. And please rate and subscribe us because um, apparently that's how we get more fire under us. And we'd love to see, uh, I'd love to see those ratings. Mostly five stars, please. I will give you a hand job if you do. <laughs> and um, I'll finger blast you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take care of the front. Johnny will take care of the back. <laughs> yeah. Teamwork. Yay! That's how we do it here at Los Pichos Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, see you later, guys. See you later, guys. <laughs>